Hello and welcome to this week's Independent Music Podcast. Ten of the best new tracks each week, hosted by me, Anthony Chalmers. And me, Gareth May. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Independent Music Podcast. We opened with the magnificent sounds of Earth Eater, someone that we played in the podcast before. And if you were at our live show in London six months ago, six months ago, guys? It was this year, wasn't it? It was the start of this year, so a bit less than that. 
something like that. The t- time has a different meaning at this point. You would have seen a video of her riding around on a horse on a beach with a magnificent music like that playing. Yeah, I, I do wonder if her obsession with horses is healthy or not. I mean, the opening of this track starts with a reference to a horse as well. Come back and take me riding. Exactly. And, you know, so, yeah. And <laughs> she had a record that I've immediately forgotten the name of. It's, um, oh, yeah, it was Erisira or Erisiri, I think, that uh, was a cover of her sandwich between two sort of mutant horses. Yeah, not only does she have great music, but it's a really interesting sort of art direction as well, for lack of a better word. Um, that is a new single uh, called Below the Clavicle. It's being released on Pan Records, who've been releasing her stuff recently, featuring her last track that we played. I also had a harpist, and I just presumed it was the same one, but I think it's actually a different harpist, this one. This is Marilou Donovan. Yeah, it was Leia last time, right? Exactly, it's different. Uh, also plays with uh, J.G. Thurwell, who's uh, an artist that I have coming up for a show in London, the amazing man behind Fetus and the monikers like that. I just played that off the eartheta.bandcamp.com. Yeah, wonderful stuff. I'm going to drop a question in early, which is, do you want me to carry on with, I'd say, maybe a little challenging music to listen to, or shall I soften it a little bit? I think you can go challenging. And actually, just before you play, I just had a thought that that song sounded a lot like one of my absolute favourites, Soap and Skin, the sort of slightly screeched vocal bits. And I was like, yep. If you don't know Soap and Skin, listener, Austrian, Austrian? Yeah, Austrian. Anja Klaassen, she is incredible. Yeah, I mean, you should know, like I'm sure you've quoted on this here podcast before that she's like your favourite artist ever, ever, ever. <laughs> yeah, top five, top ten, something like that. Yeah, so long-time listeners have probably heard that before, I'm sure. <laughs> so I'm going to play this music. I'm really intrigued to hear to see what people think of this. I absolutely adore it. I think it's wonderful. It's music I haven't heard before. The description of it is... I, I mentioned it to my girlfriend earlier, like what the description of it was, and she said it sounded like the worst thing she's ever not heard. <laughs> this was bongo flavor dancehall, Afrobeats, abstract <laughs> electronic music. I think it's cracking. This is what it sounds like. It's The band is called Wild Life, and this is called Smoke and Burn. <laughs> Uh, it can entertain as well as uh, educate you. 
Watching you respond to that track is a, a pure delight. I wish I'd videotaped it. <laughs> yes, I was going through a, a gamut of emotions. I was like, is this good? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, what is this? 
and facial expressions to go with. I would say it's a, some, somewhat about where I was at. It was like dance hall, dubstep, house, something. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. It's yeah, I haven't even got onto sort of the detail of it. It's a Malawian Polish record. Uh, so Wild Slash Life is the name of the band. Smoke and Burn, the name of the track. It's uh, taken from an album called Meloto Slash Dreams out on the 29th of May via Kratowicz, uh, is Mick Music uh, label out of Poland. And yeah, it's so strange, so unusual. Essentially, the band are a collective of different singers from East Africa, uh, also producers from Poland and uh, Malawi as well. The That track particular, it says here, features a militia of rappers from local trade centre <laughs> Inukweni in Malawi, singing ambiguously about smoking weed, tobacco, whose cultivation is the basis of existence in their district, deforestation and burning their land by the sun. Okay. There you have it. There's your blurb. I, I haven't heard too many artists from Malawi, I don't think. I'm not no, sure. no. Could be a pod debut, but I reckon we've probably played something before. Yeah, it certainly could be. It's a certainly Malawi Polish record is a combination we definitely haven't played in the past. The record... remember the artist that was the uh, Tongan Swiss one. I played it. You loved it. Oh God, what's it called? Is uh, you know like absolutely brilliant Boca versions dubby. It was recommended by the Bug. Do you remember oh, what I'm talking about? Not off the top of my head. Oh, uh, God. So. Great link. Anyway, th- what I was going to say is I was supposed to have them up for coming up uh, for a show. They're supposed to be booked for a show. But uh, uh, I'll, after the next song, I'll remind them who I'm fucking you'll, talking you'll about. Figure, you'll figure out who it is. But yeah, it's the record itself is uh, called Beloto Dreams, as I say. It is, as with any record that is done by like a collective, it's incredibly varied. I'd liken it to sort of early Equinox or Equinox, whichever way you pronounce that name. Those records, which is that sort of abstract experimental dance hall, it sort of feels like it could be in a club, but I'm not sure I'd be brave enough to put that on a dance floor. No, I would not be playing that to a dance floor no. if I was uh, if I was DJing. Yao Bobby and Simon Grab oh, yes, is what yes. I'm looking for. Oh, what a great record that is as well. Um, exactly. I was supposed to have them coming up for a show, September or something like that. It wasn't confirmed, but we were working it out. But uh, next year now, I guess. Flex. Was that on Lava Lava Records? Is that the one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Also featured in our favourites of 2019, if I remember correctly. Nice, yeah, cracker it was. Um, well, do you, you finish with that one, Gus? Oh, no, mate. I'm going to play it again and again and again <laughs> and again. <laughs> Once was enough. I want to play you music by a brand new uh, act uh, called Mrs. Piss. It's a collaboration featuring Ch- Chelsea Wolfe, who you might have heard of, gothy, metally songstress of the last decade, and another artist called Jess Gowry, who I'm not familiar with. They've got an album called Self Surgery that's coming out at the end of this month on Sergeant House. And this is the opening track of it. It's a two minute slice of punk.
I enjoyed that very much. Uh, with the previous song, we might leave you wondering, what on earth is this? That one is uh, more straightforward, I would say. It's two minutes of riffing punky rock. It's from uh, Mrs. Piss, is what it's called. Collaboration between Chelsea Wolfe and Jess Gowrie, who is the touring drummer of Chelsea Wolfe's band. And uh, uh, Jess is also doing some electronics and programming and stuff, on, I'm guessing, on other songs from the album seen Chelsea Wolfe a couple of times and I've listened to one or two of her albums and like I like what she does I've never been like never been like a big fan but like uh yeah I don't know just thought that was really enjoyable Sergeant House also works with acts like Lingua Ignota, Dive, Death Heaven, metally punky no more like gothy metally stuff I would say. I always get confused with Sergeant House because it always makes me think of Will Sargent the uh, guitarist from Echo and the Bunnymen and uh, I the music is. Have, I don't know who Will Sargent is, sorry. <laughs> you don't know who Echo and the Bunnymen are? I know who Echo and the Bunnymen are, right. of course, but I couldn't name the members. All oh, right. So, well, Echo and the Bunnymen is essentially, well, these days is essentially Ian McCulloch, the main uh, singer, and Will Sargent's like the. I mean, I'm sure they don't listen to this podcast, so they won't get offended, but I'd say he is the Johnny Marr to Ian McCulloch's Morrissey. And, <laughs> you know. I can't think of anything quite as offensive as comparing someone to Morrissey, but you get my point. Um, but yeah, that's I'm a big Echo and the Bunnyman fan. And yes, but it's weird because obviously they don't sound anything like metal or gothy metal or anything that's sort of. They both House. include the word sergeant. Exactly. I'm going to play some music from Finland. This is, yeah, super groovy uh, breakbeat. It's interesting. It's from a. The moniker of the artist is the Stance Brothers, which is actually just one guy called Teppo Mackinen. He's a, a jazz drummer, put out a couple of solo records under a couple of different monikers. Last year, he put out a album as a collaboration with Timo Lassie on We Jazz Records out of Helsinki. Uh, this track actually appeared on that album, but it was like much softer it was like wind heavy so it's a very sort of very wind heavy wind heavy i'll say like breathy <laughs> jazz is what i'm going to go with which is obviously not a technical term uh oh, maybe it is and i just don't know and what he's done essentially is he's re-recorded it as a solo project to make it more funky essentially to take it away from dry jazz to less wind to hey, more funk is that what you're saying yeah pretty much and i think I prefer this one. It's awesome. Uh, it goes under the moniker The Stance Brothers. The track is called Resolution Blue. Resolution Blue. 
wish I could drum like that. Oh, you've got plenty of time on your hands to practice, mate. (laughs) (laughs) I am playing guitar again, as you know. For the first time in 15 years, I have been playing guitar again. And I've been actually, I can still play. I can still fret and play some tunes and stuff. Not picking up a guitar for 15 years. Although I just tried to change it to an open blues tuning I used to like. And I completely messed it up. Couldn't figure out how to do it. And now I need to figure out how to put it back. So, uh, yeah. You know who can probably figure it out? Uh, Teppo Makinen, uh, the amazing <laughs> Finnish artist who we just heard under the moniker of the Stance Brothers, the track called Resolution Blue, released on WeJazz. It's a seven-inch record coming out via WeJazz Records on the 19th of June, so a few weeks off yet. He's uh, got a couple of solo albums, as I mentioned. He's got one with his band called Teddy Rock 7 and another one with uh, under the Stance Brothers moniker. He also DJs a fair bit under Teddy Rock and also DJ Zappa, but with uh, what I believe are umlauts over the A's in Zappa. It's, uh, yeah, so obviously doing quite a lot of different stuff. Uh, very varied. It's, uh, yeah, excellent. The record label as well, We Jazz Records, is not one we've played much previously. We played Coma Saxo a year or so ago, but it's a record label. I do check out everything that they're putting out. It's usually really decent quality uh, Scandinavian jazz. So worth your time. What more recommendation could they take for decent quality Scandinavian jazz? It's what they've always dreamed of. They're going to put that on the cover of their records. Yeah, that's it. Decent quality Scandinavian (laughs) jazz. I mean, we've said worse things about people we like, for sure. It's, uh, yeah, they can take that. That's a gift for your press release uh we just records it is read with all sincerity that it's decent but decent's a positive word right it's not like i went yeah it's a bang average it is okay jazz ish jazz in inverted commas no it's uh, cracking stuff they release a lot worth checking out Nice. I want to play something from a record label that we do play uh, a lot, uh, Uganda's Nege Nege tapes. Second time in a row that I'm taking the helm from Gareth. Mate, this is like three Ugandan things in a row before I've played any of it. This actually isn't Ugandan, although it is obviously on Nege Nege, so a label from Kampala. But this is music from Barcelos in the north of Portugal, and it's a band we've played on the podcast before. HHY and the Mukumbas. It's a percussion-based band from the, from the north there, released um, previously on Lovers and Lollipops records. Their last record was released on House of Mythology um, in 2018. And that was a, an album I listened to a lot and I played a bunch on the radio and it is brilliant. And now they went over to uh, Kampala, uh, Jonathan and some of the other members of the band to do some recording. And apparently they've been t- doing the mix out there during a lockdown in over there so he ended up getting stuck out there for a bit and he's been working on it i read about this isn't this with adrian sherwood that is correct exactly it says here i'll just uh sort of read it out loud this release combines a series of live shows by hhy and the mccumbers from november 2017 in a club in barcelos to december 2019 in an oil tank in tenerife and a june 2019 open air performance featuring adrian sherwood on the mix between and it says at the bottom here, edited a mix by Jonathan Saldana during COVID-19 lockdown in Kampala. Yeah, Adrian Sherwood is an absolute don of UK dub, ultimately based out in Bristol, I believe. He's uh, yeah played with loads of people like Depeche Mode, Cold Cut, Primal Scream, loads of those sorts of guys. But also, he's the man behind Missing Brazilians, which is the, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's great or awful, a band from the 80s, just 
unbelievably good high quality dub music sorry decent dub music he's been doing <laughs> decent dub music that's average for a long time <laughs> so this song uh, was up on the soundcloud uh, that was emailed to me but i sounded like it was just maybe a snippet because of it is right in there just like <laughs> no warm-up no build-up and i emailed the the agent to say oh hey can you send me the email me the full track here and it's just exactly the same three minutes and 15 seconds uh no warm-up right in there i think you're gonna like this this is called horror vector by hhy and the macumbas Why the hell isn't that longer? 
But I'm sure the whole release it is longer. Okay, that is unbelievable. <laughs> Track five, bloody hell. Unbelievable, isn't it? I think that could be amongst the best things I've ever heard on Nega Nega. But I mean, they've got a lot of great stuff to listen to. Uh, I suspect that's the sound of what Nega Nega Festival's like. It's uh, certainly what the sound of the brothel I was DJing at in Kampala was like when the uh, Nilotica drum ensemble were playing, which is uh, yeah, <laughs> which is an experience I will never, ever forget, regardless of what state I was in at the time. I've had the pleasure of seeing HHY the Macabas a number of times um, in Portugal, and they've always been great featuring on drums. I don't know on that particular song, but definitely whenever I've seen them play, and I believe on their last album as well, uh, featuring João Paulo Felipe, who we have has been a regular on this podcast. I feel like I talk about him every week. There've definitely been a few recently. Uh, so I'm presuming he's on that one, um, although I know he's a pretty busy solo artist now, um, so he doesn't have maybe all the time for for Macumbas. And uh, yeah, band leader is Jonathan Saldana, who sort of performs with his back to the audience in a sort of conductor um, capacity somewhat, so when I've seen them. And that is coming out on Nege Nege uh, tapes on June the 3rd. Yeah, so if you want to know what the answer to the question is how long does it take me to find the cheapest copy of beheaded totem on vinyl and buy it the answer is the length of that track three minutes 15 seconds because every time we've talked about hh when the becomes on this podcast i've gone oh yeah i've got to get that record on vinyl and i just haven't until right this second where did you buy it from i actually don't think i own it either bought it from house of mythology records their website nice which I, I I don't know why I assumed it was like a US label. No, no, no. So they say England and uh, Sweden. Yeah. So wonderful, wonderful stuff. Like, and that cracking. I mean, I haven't played anything on this podcast on Nege Nege for maybe a year at least. I have been very much enjoying their uh, Acholi Kaboom well, you, record. You, you've definitely been playing a lot of uh, the sub labels. Akuna Kalala. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, indeed, I have. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that, I've been enjoying the Acholi Kaboom record that they put out last year. We didn't play it on the pod, but it's absolutely cracking, like double LP of just intense, fast music. It's wonderful. Definitely check it out. Oh, yes, I've got another track to play, haven't I? Uh, shall we play Sloth? Go on, then. It's one of those times where me and Gareth both bring the tune. So uh, always a, a, double, a double joy. I had it lined up for last week. I had the, I had the song, but it ended up uh, having too many tunes and thought, oh, I'll just play it next week. Ah. And then when you sent me your tracks, there it was. Well, I had it lined up for last week. I was like, you know what? Anthony's probably got that. It's a band he's <laughs> put on. His festival was even mentioned in the press release. So I will oh, leave, it to, leave nice. it to him. And then you didn't play it last week. So I thought, open goal for me. Let's go. This is absolutely brilliant. It's Slother uh, band Anthony will be able to describe better than me. But this is their first record since 2014. It feels a long time ago. It is a long time ago. The new one called Three, out 12th of June. This is called Ruwenge.
they have it sounds of sloth the track called revenge uh, right released on the album three from right season records out on the 12th of june it is you may guess their third album I thought it was more than their third album, and I was like, maybe they're calling it three when it's actually their fourth album. But uh, I think not. <laughs> well, Discogs does have a digital release that obviously Riot Season aren't counting in their albums. But yeah, it's uh, three apparently, although... So there was a story that, so Part Chimp, we thought they called their <laughs> album Four, like IV, yeah. and one of the members told Antoff for calling it Four because it's called IV. Yeah, it was Tim. He's like, what are you, what, what are you talking about, mate? It's like, we wouldn't call our album fucking Four. It's IV, you brat. And I was like, oh, right. Yeah, Sorry. So, I'm, <laughs> so I'm sure this one might be called E or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently it was uh, conceived in 2014, so just after their second album came out. And yeah, it, it, there's a long blurb involves a name check for Anthony's Raw Power Festival. I remember that show it was great. I don't. Yeah, it was quite cracking, wasn't it? It says here they triumphed in spite of full of failing equipment, and I can't recall that whatsoever. That sounds like bollocks because of everything always worked perfectly at Real Power. At Real Power, <laughs> unless it was um some one of their app. No, they they would have been using our backline. I find that hard to believe. Yeah, that's it. so maybe you can sue them for libel. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they finally mixed it in the last year and yeah here it is now six years later ready for your ears and hopefully you enjoyed that i i actually discovered them at 24 in 2014 was my first encounter with them was probably that show of all power and was absolutely blown away yeah featuring um two members of uh, one of my favourite bands from years gone by, Drum Eyes, uh, Kai Wong and Tom Barnes. Tom Barnes, who lives uh, right, not far from me and Gareth here in South East London in Catford. And um, yeah, I can't remember the name of the other two members, so apologies. But yeah, so definitely some people that have been around loads of brilliant bands um, in in the UK noise rock scene over the, over time. And yeah, right season records. Uh, you can do a lot worse than just buying their stuff. Just yeah, to, this one is on my list for the next band camp like fee free day which is the first friday of every month for the next couple of months do you think your band camp purchasing outside of the free month has gone down 100 percent. i've i've got a list of stuff like a live list i was wondering if it's going to be like really bad for band camp i think they're all right to be honest mate i think they'll be fine they would they'd have eyed it up like they'd have done the sums and thought well we're gonna get because it's not like they're losing money the paypal are still taking their amount and stuff like that it's not like the, the money's down on the releases i'd say the amount of money that people spend on the Bandcamp fee free friday thing is more, they buy more music than they would have otherwise so i've bought records that i probably would have never bought oh oh absolutely no without a shadow of a doubt but it doesn't help Bandcamp for their income no but i think they're doing all right i think i think they i think they do and hopefully fine. some new people who come to Bandcamp who otherwise wouldn't uh, will then end up being returning customers yeah it's you know as you know my uh day job is in marketing i think it's all good for Bandcamp. Nice. I'm going to play you a track here from Daniel O'Sullivan. Uh, you might know him from Grumbling Fur, uh, from uh, his previous band Mothlight. He's also a member of This Is Not This Heat and Grappo. I think he's performed with Ulva, actually, who, uh, one of the guys from Ulva is who released the last HHY and the Macumbas record. Um, I think he played with her son or he definitely played with Ethan or with Stephen O'Malley. Definitely a, just a musician who's been around millions of, um, different projects and have been a go-to producer and arranger 
for a long time. And uh, yeah, he's someone who's played at uh, Baba Yaga's uh, before, but uh, not not on the podcast in a wee while. I think I think maybe we played Grumbling Fur's album yeah, a believe, couple ago. I believe something so. like that. Exactly. So this is called The Colour of Entropy. It's sort of like a chamber pop, a sort of quite vocal heavy, more than what you might normally hear on here, if there is everything that we ever normally hear on here. It is being released on a Belgium label called Sleeper Hold Publications, uh, with imagery by a French artist called Felicia Atkinson. This is a really long song. And I'm not sure you're going to get all of it. But you're going to get a chunk of it because it's in three parts. So you're going to get one or maybe two. <laughs> this is Daniel O'Sullivan's The Colour of Entropy.
there we go. Was only going to play maybe a couple of the segments, but we were enjoying that too much. And as you know, on the podcast, we prefer full fat. Yeah, uh, fantastic as well. Every second of that 14 minutes was dripping in the good stuff. That was, yeah, utterly wonderful. Uh, Would you call that chamber pop, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. I I thought that it was I I thought it was maybe a little Scott Walker esque, and I know you'd be more much more of an expert on this than me. Well, maybe towards the end, but it depends which era Scott Walker you're talking. Oh, Scott. I, w- I was thinking about the sort of crooning stuff earlier, and then the fact when it goes into sort of a more experimental composition, it just sort of a bit of everything. Bit of Scott Four on there, though, sort of towards <laughs> the end of his crooning and sort of eking out the experimentation bit in there that's an absolutely fantastic record but yeah this one daniel o'sullivan not someone i'd heard of before but obviously part of lots of other projects and worked with lots of people yeah so his last album was called folly and it was released on Genesis records the record label of tim burgess and uh, this one the color of entropy comes to you from belgium's sleeper hold publications on a one-sided 12 inch with the other side of the the, the flip side being the etching uh, yes, by Felicia Atkinson. That is correct. Yes, which exactly I will, so. which I will get onto in a little second. But before I do, I just wanted to say a big thank you to Joanna Cardozo, who is our latest patron, and she will hopefully be joining us on this Thursday for our patron special live podcast via Zoom, which is going to be fun. Yeah, I think we I think we've we've got it together. We know how we're going to do it, and also we forgot to mention on the last podcast that we had a special one that Gareth did, uh, interviewing Stuart from Loud and Quiet Magazine. I hope you enjoyed that. I definitely did. And although um, it's not out yet, but by the time uh, you hear this podcast, you will also have heard our special guest podcast from none other than Sepultura's Igor Cavalera. You might have heard him more recently playing with Pet Brick released on rocket recordings he's also been covering for me on nts and that guy does a mean brilliant show i tell you lovely man and it's an absolute treat to have him as part of the uh, london music scene yeah so if you want to join us on thursday for our patron special you can do you sign up patreon.com forward slash independent music podcast if you support us there or if you donate to us at independentmusicpodcast.net forward slash donate you will get an email that will unlock your path into the show, which the show is going to be us exploring the finer reaches of library music and soundtrack, which is a type of music me and Anthony bonded over a lot over the years, certainly in our formative years. And we'll talk more about that and play loads of great tunes. And I'll be bringing it from my record room and Anthony from his living room. So you get to see behind the curtain (laughs) at the magic. And, if we're happy with how that went, and I don't know any reason why we won't be, then we are going to be doing a full broadcast to anybody in the world live show, which we'll be charging a few quid for um, at some point to see if yeah, that maybe could be could be a thing that, that we're going to do in the future. So you mentioned Felicia Atkinson, who did the etching for the Daniel O'Sullivan record that we just heard. Mm-hmm. She runs the record label called Shelter Press, and I now have a track from Shelter oh, Press. Oh, wow. It's almost as though we planned it, Gareth. It is almost <laughs> as if we did. Uh, this is from South Korean cellist Ok Young Lee. She's put out lots of records on labels like Editions Mago, Ideological Organ, Sadik, and loads of others. Regular performer at Cafe Otto. Yeah, exactly. Collaborated with Steve Bersford, John Zorn, Mike Ladd, loads of people on that list as well. 
This album is absolutely fantastic. It's actually recorded by the Yeo Noon Quartet. Uh, it's uh, Leon Cello, then there's harpist Maeve Gilchrist, pianist Jacob Sachs, and bassist Elvind Opsvig. This is blindingly good modern classical. The album is called Yeo Nguyen, and this track is called Facing Your Shadows.
wonderful stuff. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. I love it. It's Ok Young Lee, track called Facing Your Shadows, taken from her album called Yeo Nguyen, out on Shelter Press, the fabulous French record label. French sort of, it's like sort of modern classical label. I almost said experimental folk, but it's not. That's <laughs> nonsense. It's modern classical music. Really stunning stuff. Okyong Yi is a name that I've heard around a lot and I've seen her on some lineups. I know she's exactly collaborated with some well-known people, but I'm not sure I've ever really heard what she's done, if I'm honest, um, which is clearly my, my mistake because that was, that was something. Yeah. Her other stuff is tends to be a bit more experimental, a little bit more avant-garde than what you just well, heard. Her playing there was sort of like the scratchy, noisy bit in there with yeah. some maybe more, I don't know, just traditional say, um, classical sounds in there yeah well her record editions may go an ideological organ i've forgotten the name of it off the top of my head um but is definitely more in that challenging or experimental mm-hmm. section but yeah you've as you just said you get that from the record that you the track that you just heard as well cool want to play you um an, a band or band a duo from australia that just sort of came uh, came on my lines just in the last couple of days they're called party dozen drums and saxophone and electronics uh it's sent to me by the record label best and fairest records i think the guy from the label maybe knew my nts show and was sending it for there but i'm not doing my nts show right now because of igor's covering it for me but i was like i'm really enjoying this let's um let's get it on the podcast and as he said it's not very easy launching a record uh, right now um especially with the band who are mainly known for their live shows so i thought it'd be good to get this one on it is called the great ape and it's by party dozen
There we go. That is the sounds of a party dozen. Great Ape is the name of the song. It says here, the sonic partnering of saxophonist Kirsty Tickle. Great name, Kirsty Tickle. And percussionist Jonathan Boulay uh, from Sydney, Australia. Yeah, out on, uh, sorry, what's that label called again? Best and Fairest Records. What was it? Best and Fairest? Yeah, I know on the YouTube it does say a different label there, but I got an email from a Best and Fairest Records. Out so, of Australia? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, bestandfairest.com.au. Oh, there you go. Well, there you have it. Oh, great. We're just saying off mic as well. I really enjoyed how varied, even by our standards, this podcast has been. Yeah, exactly. Bit of everything for, for you here. No disco. No disco. <laughs> Not a huge amount of techno by our standards either. So. That, that, that is true. You, you get enough of that. If you if you miss the disco, well, you can become a patron and go back and listen to our disco special. Oh, that was that, that was a joy. We enjoyed it. I'm not sure there'll be as much uh, <laughs> dirty dancing at our live show, but I'll give it a go. Maybe if we do another live show, we can put in some disco and you can see some, bust out some moves. Exactly, my best butt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast it has been a joy for us to do and hopefully it has been for you to listen to and yeah if you want to subscribe to us you can do wherever you get your podcast wherever you're listening right now do give us a review wherever you get podcasts give us a good review on facebook just anything like that you know it helps the algorithms to push us <laughs> into other people's faces and you know if the what the world needs now is unusual sounding music i think we can all agree and if you've been missing some company i hope that uh, i hope we've been there for you to give them uh, give give you a bit of company the best we can give a shout out to rick uh, morton as well a booking agent i work with fair bit who gave a shout out to say that he uh, loves listening every week so shout out rick lovely to have you listening become a patron and you can listen to our live show Exactly. That's uh, the message for all of you out there. I really hope to see plenty of you on the chat and, yeah, listening to some really unusual music that will have come from all over the world, all different eras, all different mediums, and music is wonderful in all of them. Anthony played a full, fat 14-minute track earlier, and you may have thought, Oh, that's probably the longest track they're going to play. That's the longest they've played in a while. I'm going to <laughs> show him that mine is bigger with a 23 and a half minute opus from a duo going by the name of Pocket Signs. It is the duo Matt Cargill from Sly and the Family Drone, another band that has a prominent saxophone in it. And another one who's a regular podcast listener as well. Shout out to Matt Cargill. Thank you very much, Matt. And uh, UK AEA's Dan Jones, uh, UK AEA, yeah, fantastic band. I've often talked them up as our top Responsible three. Responsible for Gareth saying there was the greatest live show he's ever seen. Definitely up there. Top three, I would say. Still, even now, um, it was a fun night. I was actually completely sober as well for it. It's still that good. I wasn't. So we, we ran all gamuts there, you know, from very sober to very not sober. And both of us agreed and concurred that it was magnificent. So they did some experimentation under the moniker Pocket Signs. They've put it out as from Signs of the Times as a cassette. Uh, two tracks, both 20-something minutes long. I'm going to play you the second track on it, How to Be Saved by Pocket Signs. Enjoy this. We'll be back next week. Bye.